Good afternoon, everyone, and you're welcome once again to Sports on here on Scarif Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the tuning app in association with Dark Credit Union. And on today's show, it's Camogie and Hurling, and we're going to be joined. I'm joined, as always, first of all, by co-presenter Pat McNamara. And we're going to be joined on the line by Scarif Agunlo, uh, Camogie manager, Elfie Rogers, as they look forward to their Munster Senior Championship Camogie semi-final tomorrow in Agunlo uh, against Tarsfields of Cork. And we're also going to be joined on the line by Tulla uh, joint manager, Raymond Short, as they look forward to their Munster Junior semi-final in the Munster Championship later on today in Dr. Daly Park against Adair of Limerick. And then... We're going to move to Hurling, where we're going to be talking to two of the local, new local ce- celebrities here, one from Fiekel and one from Ogunlo, in Evan McMahon and Dan Conan, who took part in the recent Underdog series on uh, TG4, culminating in their performances for that Underdog team against Waterford last Saturday night in WIT Arena in Waterford. And now we're delighted to be joined on the line by Scarif Ogunlo Camogie manager Alfie Rogers. Alfie, welcome to Sportsline once again. Hello, Pat. Thanks very much. Alfie, I suppose last time we were talking, your your, your sights had been fixed on the Limerick champions. That didn't work out for various reasons. Um, in the before we go and talk about the, tomorrow's game, how did the uncertainty about the Limerick fixture affect you, or did it affect you at all? Uh, it did. Yeah, I did. I suppose we we were very late in the day. Really, I suppose we were only what six days out from it. Um, it just got to the point where it was logistically almost impossible to see how. There would be a quarter final fixture fulfilled, um, and at the same time, it still wasn't kind of rubber stamp. So you were kind of training, preparing in the expectation that there could potentially be a game, but at the same time, knowing in your heart of hearts that it wasn't going to happen. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it kind of disrupted things. All right, there's no no question about that. But I suppose then once the decision was made early last week, we were kind of zeroing in on this game now tomorrow. So yeah. that that kind of focused the mind fairly quick after that, you know. Yeah, I understand. And of course the, the big thing in sports nowadays in GA maybe is momentum and you know, you had great momentum for the Clare Championship. So I suppose, you know, it takes a bit of managing to, to deal with an interruption to momentum as well. How did you kind of talk to the girls about it and how did they react to the fact that, you know, they weren't going to have a game? Yeah, well I suppose we were lucky in the sense that um we had a number of injuries, so it gave us an, uh, an extra couple of days for them to, um, to kind of settle down a little bit. And then we had girls away playing colleges games, playing schools games. They had an awful lot going on uh, over the last two weeks. Uh, and then with the you know the drop in temperatures, people were picking up colds and flus and what have you. So all of those kind of things played into into the scenario over the last week or so. Um, so that kind of once we got back then on training last last Wednesday night and, and then again last weekend uh, we started to focus in on this weekend so we're not we're not too badly off I think we're you know we're, we're in a pretty good place now going into the weekend I think yeah, So the, the lack of game could be in a slight blessing in disguise which is maybe a good thing Elfie conditions weather conditions have deteriorated enormously since the clear championship and, and that final um, so you know I suppose gearing for heavy slippery pitches wet ball um, that would hold no fear for for your squad. Yeah, no, it's uh, I suppose as you say, it's they're an experienced team now, and and they've played in in rough conditions. Although I hope they're not a repeat of what we saw in February in those yeah. conditions. <laughs> um, but it's certainly uh, that you know the ball has definitely got slower. It's a different type of game now that we'll be playing uh, in the next couple of days. 
you know, with the weather as it is, the ball certainly won't be moving as fast. Um, so yeah, so we have to make as as both teams will have to make adjustments adjustments accordingly. So um, look, we we just take the conditions as they come. We we approach the game and every all the games in a similar manner. We won't look to perform, look to 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 play our own game, try and impose ourselves on the game, and. Uh, you're just making allowance for the conditions, whatever they, whatever they come, you know. Yeah, and of course tomorrow then is another really big one, another Munster semi-final. You know, games don't come much bigger. I know a Munster final is bigger, but you know it's just one of these massive games. And uh, it's the Cork, the Cork representative of Sarsfields, a highly rated, highly rated side. Uh, do you know much about them, uh, Alfie? Yeah, we've we've been doing a good bit of uh, work on them in the past, and sure, look, we did see them play in the Cork Rugby final. Um, so we have a fair idea of the challenge that's facing. I think the big one of the big issues, uh, if you like, preparing for a game like this, is that you're not going in against the champion as such. You're going in against the finalists, and, <coughs> and people can get lulled into a false sense of security. So uh, they are a very, very good team. I saw um, Linda Melrick had written an article during the week where she described them as a team that will win titles for Cork. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll probably be the next club team to bring the All Ireland back to Cork. So that's fairly high praise from somebody who who knows a thing or two about winning an All Ireland medal. You know, so um, that's that, that, so we have to be on our guard uh, and we have to perform and, and be ready for that battle because it's uh, it's going to be fairly significant. You know, absolutely. And is it? I suppose Linda Melrick was, does know what she's talking about. We can be assured of that. Um, and is yeah. that the fact that the youth of the team they're so promising, and even though they haven't won the Cork one. Uh, that they were, you know, that they're a coming seed. Is, is it the youth they have, the brilliant young ladies, or yeah. is it the fact that they just are developing uh, and and are going to get stronger, kind of at, at, at the various age groups they have on the team? Yeah, well, I suppose it's it's really, I suppose, the between sixteen and minor, they have a huge cohort of players coming through there that are of, of top quality. Uh, this year in the under sixteen All Ireland, they had uh, six players on the team. Uh, and they won the All Ireland Under 16A fairly convincingly against Tipperary. They had the captain of the minor team this year and the captain of the minor team last year as well, both from Sarsfield. Uh, and that's allies then to a few older uh, players that they have um, that are on the team as well. So, yeah, look at it. It's a very formidable team, uh, huge talent, huge pace, uh, huge ability there. So, we're going to have to be really ready for that. You know? Yeah, and I suppose it'll be a new experience for the ministers as well to be welcomed on a nice soft, soft day to a Gunnlo pitch uh, with a huge crowd from East Clare following Scarif for Gunnlo. So, you know, uh, I'm sure you'll give them a great welcome on the pitch, uh, Elfie. Oh, we will. Uh, sure, we give everybody a big welcome, uh, Pat. We <laughs> treat them with the respect, of course. That, Absolutely. That, uh, any team Cork, uh, coming from Cork will, will require and deserve. Um, but at the same time, we know very much that we have a job to do and... Um, it's a big game for us. As you say, they are rightly so. There's huge excitement uh, in this team and around this team. Uh, and a lot of people I expect to be in Ogunla on, on Sunday afternoon if we get a few hours of, of a break from the, the rain that we've seen over the last couple of days. Um, but but certainly I'd be hoping for a big crowd and, and to be huge interest in this game. So, and speak- uh, so we're all, all systems go and looking forward yeah. to it. And speaking of preparation for such a big game, how have preparations gone? What have you been able to do, uh, you know, considering the short evenings and girls all over the place? What kind of have you been able to yeah. do in the meantime? Yeah, well, I suppose, as I said earlier, we had been interrupted a little bit with schools games, colleges games. 
a few calls and then you know people away for one reason or other over over the bank holiday weekend etc. So uh, we've been we've been able to get a couple of sessions in. You know I'll be happy enough with uh, with the quality of what we've got done in the meantime. Um, so yeah, we're 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 pleased where we're, we've no excuse. You know we're going out to win a semi final to get to a monster final. That's the ambition and that's the target. Once the county final kind of settled down a small bit and and the aftermath of that. There was only one one thing on our mind, and, and that's to go and win the semi final, quarter final first off, obviously. But yeah. semi final now, as we're as we're at this stage of the competition. So obviously the focus is good with you, Elfie. I know you weren't involved yourself, but do, do you ever, do you ever notice the girls? Do they ever refer themselves back to that day in Clonmel, that horrific day against Owlert? Do you ever do you ever notice that they might refer back to that occasionally and say, you know, they want to atone for that, they want to go to go further, and that it's a kind of a day they want to get out of their system, and you know, the best way to do that would be to beat Sarsfield tomorrow. Um, yes, I suppose they do kind of refer to us kind of on an individual basis. It, it wouldn't be something on the collective that we've focused too much on. <clears throat> we all know, you know, a game like that, no more than if you were to lose on penalties. You know, you can't really cut yourself up too much over it. Uh, there were lessons to be learned, of course, but at the same time, um, in those scenarios and in that weather conditions, I mean, it was just, you know, it was unbelievable, really. To be honest. So, uh, look, I, I suppose all the way along, we've looked forward to the next game, knowing we have a body of work put behind us that puts us in a good position, and um, we'll, we'll go into a semi-final with with that in mind so I'd say we'd be drawn more on our positive experiences more so than that particular day you know um, they've, they've gone to Munster finals and performed they've gone to county finals and performed they've gone to minor finals and performed so that's all really what we'll be drawn on this weekend Yeah I'm sure we'll be, no, be no negative thoughts at all in your preparation or in your approach Adelphi you know you, first of all are your squad nearly full strength and secondly, I suppose the other thing is people talk about his Scarif's uh, bench, you know, having maybe 22 or three players capable of doing the job on the day. Are they all available to you and what form and shape are they in? Yeah, uh, they're all available. Uh, naturally enough, uh, after, as I said, uh, uh, a difficult enough county final in terms of the physical toll <coughs> it took on a number of players. Uh, and then that was followed up with one or two kind of colleges games and schools games where knocks and niggles were picked up. So yeah, we're we're happy enough with where we're at. I think we're we're in a fairly good good uh, position. Our injury profile has been very good all year, so um, we've no issues there. So we're we're raring for road really to And I suppose uh, nothing nothing to focuses the mind like playing a team from Cork, whether it's hurling Camogie or anything else. Indeed, you know it's it's a first playing Sarsfields uh, there from Glenmire, you know, a big city club. Uh, obviously with a massive future by, by all by expert accounts so isn't it really something to look forward to for the girls and for yourselves and indeed for all the fans as well Yeah absolutely I mean as I said it is a big big occasion for us in East Clare to have a Munster Championship kind of bandwagon rolling into town is, is always great and it's not too often that that has happened uh, to see Munster Championship coming and and it's great, brings great excitement around for, for the players and, and obviously for the club and, and the wider kind of clear uh, camogie fraternity, if you like. So I, th- I think uh, we will see a big crowd in Ogunlo on Sunday um, and hopefully we'll, see, we'll get a game to to, um, to honour the occasion. Absolutely. And how is your, how's your uh, coming in arms, your Pat Pinoak fixed? Is he all geared up for it as well? And Sarah? 
he's quiet and you know keeping keeping his like head him. down and getting the work done and you know that's really all you can all you can say at this stage you know so no fear of him and you know Pat has been a brilliant uh, contribute made a brilliant contribution over the years but uh, for me personally and and uh, the setup this year he's been excellent uh, of course he's with such experience and knowledge as well so it's it's brilliant to have him on board you know. Well, Elfie, we can't we can't wait for t- for tomorrow. We're really looking forward to covering the game and seeing the game, of course. So all that remains is to wish you every success tomorrow, and we hope you take another step on the road to re- re- retrieving and recovering your Munster Championship. But uh, tough, a tough, a tough, a tough uh, um, to contest ahead, or a tough, a tough uh, one to do. But I'm sure you can do it. So uh, the best of luck from everybody here on Sportsline, and we wish you every success. Lovely, Pat. Thanks very much, and we look forward to seeing everybody in in uh, Ogunla tomorrow. Uh, to, to shout on the girls and their support is greatly appreciated has been for a long time and, and we look forward to enjoying that again tomorrow You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpe Community Radio 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks Elfie Rogers to take the time to talk to us. Now we move from uh, Munster Senior Camogie Championship to the Munster Junior uh, Camogie Championship. And, you know, another East Clare team in action this weekend in the Munster Junior Championship and a home game uh, for Tulla Camogie. Tulla, unfortunately, who lost out in the intermediate final after a replay with a gallant effort uh, to Clare Castle-Bellier but have a chance to atone as they face it there later on today in, in Dr. Daly Park. And we're joined on the line by co-manager Raymond Short, uh, a very, very busy uh, Raymond Short out, out earlier on this week, uh, out with the pheasants, but different foul out today. So, Raymond, you're welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio again. Thank you. Ray, I suppose, look at a quick word on the last day. Disappointing uh, for Tulla to lose out after a replay, but on the day, I suppose, Claire Castle-Bellier just that too bit too strong. Yeah. Um, look, it was, uh, from our point of view, it was a very successful year and a pity we just couldn't get over the line. Um, but on the day, the replay, Claire Castle-Bellier were a bit stronger than us and they got the start, which we were kind of trying to do. But look, them things happen in replays. One team... Comes back better and stronger than the other team. And normally, if you look back to history, replays are won by seven or eight points by one team. So we were unlucky not to be that team. Yeah, but overall, as you said, though, Raymond, it has been a brilliant year uh, for 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 Tulla Camogie. You know, to 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 get to uh, uh, the, the county final. You know, because that every game in that group was a kind of an, an a knife edge. You know, anyone could beat anyone. You know, and to get to the final and to come to within, you know, nearly pulling it out of the out of the hat the first day. Okay, obviously it didn't go the last day, but a great opportunity uh, for Tulla. You know, the season wasn't finished. A great opportunity for the girls <laughs> with the Munster Club game against the Dare in your own Dr. Daddy Park later on today. Yeah, this is going to be a massive occasion for the club. Like, um, as you said there, we're a small enough club. Um, look, uh, going back to the two county finals, we probably were the better team the first day, but didn't take it. But fair play to Casabellier, they were the better team the second day and they took their chance. Um, but going on to today's game uh, has been hard to try and round up the troops again as we call it and to get the girls going but we'll give it every effort we have and to be nice to be nice to get to a Munster final to be 
kind of the target now in the aim is to try and get to Munster final, but we know that they are a serious outfit and we've the advantage a small bit by having them in Tulla, even though we haven't been too successful, too successful in Tulla all year, but no, we we checked our night and the girls are going to try and give it their best and hopefully we'll come out the right side of the result this weekend. Yeah, and indeed, Raymond, we we were talking here off air, and we we we, we think it was the late the late seventies, or yeah, definitely the late seventies. The last time a Munster Club Championship game was played in Doctor Daly Park, so you know history is being made for Tulla with their first Munster Club game in Doctor in an old event, Doctor Daly Park, and you know a great way to show off to the rest of the, of the province the brilliant facilities and the quality of Camogie also that Tulla can can provide. Yeah. Look, there's going to be a massive day for the club. Like, we have a new stand below, and as you know yourselves, Tull is probably the, one of the best pitches in the in the county, and even with all the weather, it is still in fair nick, and we'll welcome it there, there later on this half one, and we'll give it our best. And as I said, to be a great achievement if we could get to almost the final. Um, we start out the year like we're in two competitions in the league and in the championship, and as I said earlier on there, like any team, any two teams could have been in the county final of the Intermediate because it's such a hard fought competition. Um, but we said to the girls tonight, we are in a, we've got the opportunity to represent the county now in a third competition. And look, I have no doubt that our girls will, will give it our everything they have. And, be nice to get to Munster final as I said already. Yeah, and indeed, Raymond Adair, as you said, a strong, a strong outfit uh, coming from Limerick. Do you know much about him? Uh, all I know is um, they have some couple of very good individual players. I don't know the Costler young girl is um, nominated for an All Star. Yeah, Quiva, yeah, it's... yeah. They have a few very good strong players, um, but we have good players as well, and we have a good outfit. And the girls have put in everything all year to be. It would be nice to finish off the year if we could get some bit of silverware, but we know we have our work cut out for us. Um, and they are a good team, and they have a couple of very good players, as I said already. But look, things that they is across the white line, and it's all about attitude. And if we can rally up, I know listening to the girls and talking to them during the week, girls are very low after losing, but. They did do. They did that for a good few years. I think they lost three juniors in a row before they eventually won one. And so, look, I've no doubt that they will. I've no doubt that Tuller will turn up on the day, especially if we're on our own field and we'll play in performance. Anyway, that's all we're going to ask of them is playing performance. And in the day, if you can go home with no regrets and. You've given your best. You can't ask any more of, of, any, of any player. Yeah, and, and and that's the key, Raymond. You know, and, and even there, as, as, as there later in the week, you could feel maybe the buzz coming around, getting in around Tully again. You know, it has been unfortunately. You know, it, it was low. There's no doubt about that. After the the weekend of the hurling the Camogie, but as the game uh, came closer towards the towards the weekend, you know, people were talking about it. There is a there is a good buzz in Tully, and no doubt the the girls will 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 come back on with spades. Raymond, on the injury front, have you cleaned Billy Hilt since the Intermediate since the replay? Um, we don't. I think we're going to be without one of our better players, um, Bernie Dynan, is unfortunately probably going to be missing. She's Her knee is at her again, so I think we won't we won't have her. So everyone else after that does in good shape. And look, as I've said already, like we'll give it everything and we come out at the right end of it. We will look forward to most of the final, hopefully. That's the target and that's the aim. And, but even, yeah, and even Raymond, looking back on the year, as you said, it has been 
irrespective of what happens and it's a great honour to be representing the county uh, in Munster Championship action today and I know you'll be looking for supporters not only from Tulla but all over especially East Clare and, and Clare Camogie in general to come out and support uh, Tulla Tulla representing the blue the Stafford and uh, blue of Clare today and you'll be looking for everybody to come out and support the team and you know it has been a successful uh, a season irrespective of what way today goes and today is a bonus and if a win if you could get over the win today how well that would uplift everyone again Oh, big time! Like um, as we said to the girls, like look, because Clarkes Valier and our um, imagination that we are the ones who have to rep- represent the county, and look, we we'll rep- represent the county as good as we can. And as I said during the last interview a couple of weeks ago, is that going to be a great weekend for Tulla, or is it going to be a bad weekend? Then, unfortunately, the three teams who were in three county finals lost, but. As we've spoken about ourselves now in the dressing room, like we have an opportunity to go into another competition and try and give it a rattle and give it our all. And that's all we can ask of the girls because we can't ask any more of them because from day one, they've given us everything and there's a serious attitude in, in, among, among the group. And later on today, you know, we can, we can rally up for 60 minutes. I think we will we'll put up a good show on and we'll representing the county as good as we can and let the result take care of itself as you said it has been a brilliant year there's no doubt the, the fight is in the Tulla girls they have been uh, fought to tooth and nail all year you can win every day but Raymond from all here on Scarif Bay Community Radio thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us and we wish ourselves the management and all the players the very best of luck and hopefully after the match day we'll be looking forward to an, another Munster final Raymond Stewart thanks very very much no bother thank you You're listening to Sportsline on Scarf Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarfbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Raymond Shore for taking the time to talk to us. I mean, we wish Scarf Ogunlo and Tulla all the best in their Camogie semi-finals this weekend with Tulla starting today and Scarf Ogunlo in Ogunlo tomorrow. And now we change from the sport of camogie uh, to the sport of hurling. And Raymond Stewart may have said that Tulla were the, are the underdogs going into their camogie semi-final against the later on today. But for many people in East Clare have been enthralled watching TG4 in the last uh, number of weeks. We're on the programme, the underdogs, where two East Clare men uh, were, were, were heavily involved. There was four altogether, but two heavily involved that we'd know well. Uh, one from Fecal and one from Ogunlo, namely Evan McMahon and Daniel Cunane. And both of them central to what was good all about the underdogs. So, first of all, we're joined on the line by Fecalman Evan McMahon, a man well known to all on the hurling field, a man who's played all un- all underage levels uh, for the county. Evan McMahon, you're very welcome to Scarab Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks a million. Evan, the underdogs, it's a brilliant concept. How did you um, get into it in, in, in the first place? Yeah, sure. I suppose everyone everyone knows the underdogs. We've I suppose, always been watching and teaching her over the winters. And I just saw a link on Facebook that said it was coming back to Hurland. And I suppose when you watched it, I think the last time they did Hurland, but the last time I remember was about 2005 or something. And, you know, you're always saying as young lads, wouldn't it be good fun to be on a, on a show like that? So when it came up, I was kind of a bit iffy about whether I should do it or not. A couple of the lads were kind of saying, "Asher, we've got a crack anyway." He'd reply, so I kind of just put my application in. I might have took me a few days to put it through. I didn't know whether to actually send it or not, and I actually got a phone call from one of the 
production crew and he said, I notice you haven't really submitted your full application yet, but would you like for me to do it? And when he rang me then, I said, sure, look, that must be a sign, so I might as well, yeah. So I said, thanks very much, yeah, put that through and that's where, it, that's where it started. And Evan, what's the criteria, you know, that has to be followed, you know, to make you qualify uh, to even get into the trials or whatever? What is the criteria that has to be followed? Um, sure, I suppose the only thing is that you can't have had played, uh, say, a Lee McCarthy game. So you can't have played for a championship match for, you know, the Lee McCarthy. There was lads there who played for the likes of Kildare and Mead and Derry and stuff before. So they were, they, they, they were like, they were true. But um, if you played for Clare or Watt or whatever, you weren't, you weren't able to apply. So I said, look, this is probably the best chance I'll get at playing at that kind of level. So I was, I was happy enough to apply for it. And Evan, then obviously you had applied, and then you got the call, obviously to go for trials. How many? How many? You know, many turned up for these trials. Um, so there was a couple of trials. So there was two phases. So the first phase I was at uh, was in League Slip, and there was I think it was four teams playing that day. So that's about sixty lads that day, and there was three weeks of them, and then they were whittled down to. I think they had another six teams then and that was on in Dublin and there were six more teams playing in Dublin and then they picked the 30, 31 lads from that then. So there was a, there was a, there was a lot of hurdles from all around the place. There was a fella came from, he was born and raised in America and was hurling in America and he even came over for the trials. He didn't make it now, but they, were, they came from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and and then obviously you 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 made the you made the thirty one, and then there was the all, you know, you'll be you see we'd always when you're watching you'd say you what you see on television. Obviously, it's totally there's a lot more goes on than what you see on the television. But you know, how many camps did you have then, Evan? You know, how many get-togethers did you have all together? And how and how, uh, yeah, how so did how did how did it tie in with your with your <coughs> schedule with Fecal? So uh, yeah, it was it was over about a six month period. It's like we did all our trainings and camps. And I suppose I had a very busy summer where for a certain amount of the camps, we had five camps where we'd be Friday, Saturday and Sunday and we'd be, you know, put up in a hotel somewhere like Athlone, Thurless, uh, Decora, Kildaimo. We were in all these different places, put up for the weekend from Friday, training Friday, training Saturday, and then they'd have a match against the county champions on that Sunday. So I suppose for a few of the camps with championship with Fecal and league for Fecal, I was able to train Friday, mightn't been able to train Saturday or play the match Sunday because, you know, you'd have your own matches and, of course, obviously, club comes first, you wouldn't be able to miss it, but in fairness to the to the crew, they were very understanding. They never asked us to, you know, miss a, miss a club game because, obviously, they knew that as well, that, you know, we're all playing hurling for, for our club, not, not for the underdogs as such because they knew that coming down the line, we'd all be out of club by the time the, the match is on. So they were very reasonable in giving us the days off to go play for, for our clubs we needed to Evan Petty uh, just again congrats on being involved in that marvellous to have a fecal, local fecal man involved in it but just as a matter of interest you know uh, t- t- we'll say for the trials you know midfielders and half hours and half backs will be seen an awful lot in trials it's kind of hard to make your mark when you're maybe inside full back waiting for a ball to come a lot might come your way so did you feel you were making progress yourself were you kind of getting on the ball a lot because as I said you know when you're in a kind of a confined position it's often very hard to be seen you know make us a little seen how did that go for you? Yeah so I suppose that that's I suppose you can only play the ball that's in front of you but if you play everything like that right um, you know you're, you put in a good show 
because in fairness, the standard of of hurling at the trials, I know for the first trial, I was marking uh, Jerry Kelly from from Barcelona, like so. You know, you're playing against good hurlers, so you know if you can do a job on him, that that you'll be seen. And then as well, you have the way the game has gone now. You have to kind of be an offensive weapon as well, from terms of sharp hookouts and things like that. You know, you have to be looking for it and your use of balls in out from the backs rather than just getting rid of it. If you can use it well with your half backs and midfielders that you've never met before, you know, you had to get the communication right because that was a big thing they said to us at the first trial was, look, we know you don't know each other. So just don't be selfish. Don't be taking the shots from the impossible angles or trying to do everything yourself. Try as plays in a team as you would if you were back at home. So it's just kind of getting that, getting your centre back in shape, getting your half back line in shape. So things like that, that they were fairly happy with me from the first couple of trials. Yeah, and do you think even that the selection committee or the people involved went for the best thirty-one players that they saw as holders, or did they go for specialist guys who were good in that position? Do you know, I mean, they they do you need a full back specialised, maybe a corner back specialised, so as a corner forward or midfielder. But did they, do you think they went for people who were who you know that suited positions rather than the very best players or maybe the best holders all the time? Um, I suppose they they always try their best to play the best team. If that if that meant putting you know a fella who'd rather be a wing back in cornerback because it yeah. does when you have your best fifteen players in the pitch that's what you're always kind of looking for is your best fifteen players even though a man might be small but out of position if he's if he's a better hurler than a fella who's on the bench you'd be hoping to get a bit more out of him but like there was like an awful lot of the way hurling's gone now is very versatile where yeah. there's a certain like <clears throat> I'd be very kind of one dimensional where it's half or full back or a cornerback but most lads now can play. You know, anywhere in the six backs or anywhere in the six forwards or midfield, even just the way the game's gone now, everyone's gone so fit and just such high level of skill and everything. So most lads are very versatile now. So you wouldn't just be stuck to the one position now anymore. Yeah, and just a matter of interest, how did you find the standard as the weeks went on in terms of compared it to maybe training and playing championship games with Fecal? How did you, how would you find the, the difference in standards uh, between that and underdogs? Yeah, so at the start, the first couple of camps. I, I thought the standard was wasn't great. Like the, the the level of hurling wasn't great. Lads' kind of fitness wasn't, you know, as as good as it would be even in club. Like never mind county level, and that's what obviously you're training for is playing the county team, and you know that in the back of your head. But it wasn't, and I suppose lads didn't really know each other as well either, and you're only getting to learn from each other. So people were still kind of just hurling for themselves rather than hurling for the team. But definitely once the camps got on and on, and we got kind of more confident with each other, we definitely thought I thought the hurling. Because I even said it going back to Fecal, I was like, God, this, this training, this training isn't great at the start. But then after the first two camps, it really picked up massively. Like the gears went right up. And come here, uh, Evan. The, obviously, you, you had the three, the three, uh, John Ellen and Claire O'Connor and Jamie Wall, and everyone knows how good uh, uh, Jamie Wall is. John Ellen, of course, experienced. Claire O'Connor was was new. Did they bring in any other coaches other than themselves to do? I know Derek O'Donnell was in. Did they bring anyone yeah. else in? And and Davy Fitz and Jackie Tittle spoke to you. But were there any other specialist hurling coaches in with you? Um, no, not one. Not anyone that really trained us as such. Well, not not when I was there anyway. But uh, I think yeah, we had a lot of like every weekend, every camp we went to, there was a different uh, kind of guest speaker or whatever just kind of give us a pep talk or whatever before before the big match on the Sunday but you know like the level of training that Jamie Wall has he's like he's just a different he's he's like he's definitely going to be be uh, scouted by some county team soon enough like he's just his level of training and his 
preparedness and like obviously everyone knows about Jamie Wall and but he's just as involved as as any other trainer or manager I've ever had. You know, he wouldn't be shying away from us and be very quick to tell you yeah, when you're doing something wrong or doing something right. Like he'd be very and so 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 with John Allen as well. He I remember we played um Causeway in one game and I thought I'd thought I played a good old game, made one mistake for a goal and John Wall or John Allen came up to me after the match and I presumed he was gonna talk about the one mistake I made. But he picked out six or seven different things that I didn't really think were mistakes, but he he could pick it out straight away. Do you know that sort of way? He's very good at mm-hmm. hurling mind, sure. He's done it all before, like yeah. And it just shows, I suppose, even you 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 signal the difference there between really you know club and 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 county that you know you thought you had done well and they can pick. You know it is it is a game yeah. of fine margins. There's no doubt about it. Do you think yourself you've 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 uh, developed more as a player uh, through being on the underdog series? Well, I suppose. Maybe, maybe not so much as as a like a technical hurling player, but definitely, definitely like confidence, and I suppose not being, what would the word be, not being second guessing yourself or being worried about who your market are about what you're playing, just having the belief in yourself because like everyone who's watched the show sees all the stories that lads go through, and like you know you can't not be inspired by a few lads that are there like and you're playing with them. You know, it's it's very hard not to be inspired by him. So it definitely brought a different level of confidence. You know, it's my game because you you feel like you're good enough. You know, that sort of way. And even you know, you, you as you speak about, there was a, a lot of stories from other players. They, they everyone had their own reasons uh, for being involved. And you know, I suppose listening to the other stories and some of them were were harrowing. It brought the uh, group, I suppose, a lot closer together as well. Oh, definitely. Like the clips you'd see on the the TV with us sitting around the fire and all that. That that's all fairly like staged, and you know, of course, it has to be for TV, and, and you have to shoot it in this three or four different angles, and you'd be sitting there for hours, like saying the same story yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But it was really like, you know, when we were on our own downtime, and lads was getting to know each other, and you'd find out a lot more about a man then than you would when he's in front of the camera. You know, that's when you'd really, really get to see what he went through or the struggles he went through, and they were a lot more, I suppose. Heroin. When you're listening to a man talk to you one to one, than they are when he's talking in front of a camera. Yeah, and I was watching the video of of um, Jackie Tittle there as well talking to you. It was inspiring enough to know he he thought he was disastrous at minor level for for Kilkenny and at 21 level everything went wrong for him. He thought he'd never make it, but yet he said he did. So I thought he gave a fairly good short talk to you, but uh, with a few expletives thrown in as well. But uh, I'd say it was fairly good. Yeah, no, he he was he was definitely a fella, but especially from the position I'd play that. When I yeah. saw him walking in, yeah. you just the respect is there straight away. Yeah. Like you know, there's no and that that was with everyone who walked in. Sure, like, all the names we got in, you couldn't not but be in awe of them, really. Like, and but Jackie, Jackie especially gave a he gave a very rousing speech. All right, uh, we think knowing you from uh, Fiekeland, the way you the abrasive way you would play yourself, you you you'd be definitely taking what he'd be saying on board. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, even everything then came to the match. Uh, you know, last last Saturday night uh, against Waterford down in in WIT, and <clears throat> unfortunately you you were named in the team uh, in an earlier uh, program, and then came the night of the game, and suddenly you're not in the first fifteen at all. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so look, um, as we all saw the program with Tom Tom Stafford, a fella from Wexford who was playing, or who was actually meant to go on his honeymoon the day of the the day of the match, but uh, we all this is just shows the kind of camaraderie of the team we all give a whip around and raise enough money for him to to delay his flight by a day so he was able to 
come to come to the game. So then that just meant somebody had to get dropped, and unfortunately that was me. But look, I still got to come on near the end there and at least play. There was a lot of fellas there who've done a lot of work, you know, that aren't probably playing at the same level with their clubs that have put in probably a lot more work than I did for it, who didn't get to play at all. So I was just very grateful to even come onto the pitch, you know, because as I said earlier, like playing at that sort of level is what you're dreaming of when you're when you're a young guy. So I was just happy to, to be on the pitch, to be honest, even for a short period of time. And indeed, in fairness, we have to acknowledge your honesty in that, you know, many, many other people would have, would have given any other excuse. I, I admire your, your honesty in that. And, but I wouldn't expect anything any different from you anywhere to be known you. But even looking forward, would it give you an inkling or a taste of maybe wanting to go further, even, you know, with, with Claire? Um, well, sure. Look, that's, that's, that's always the goal is to, you know, I want to play for Claire. But I suppose I, w- I probably wouldn't have any, not that I wouldn't have any interest because I'd, I'd absolutely love to do, but I kind of know myself that I need to develop myself a lot more if I want to be at that level because especially the way Claire are playing, you know, we all saw them last year, how good they are, you know, and especially that full back line that they have there. You know, if you want to get in a full back line like that, I know myself I probably have to put, you know, a lot more work in than I, than I, than I probably did this year, you know. So I suppose the, at least I've seen the thing, the big thing with the underdogs I probably wanted was to see that level and to just see what it's like and to know how much I have to, because I knew I wasn't at that level, but I know, I know now how much more I have to do to get to the level. So that's probably the biggest thing I wanted to get out of it was just to see exactly, to test myself against it and see exactly where I was. So then I know exactly what to do to get there. So that was the biggest thing I wanted and I suppose that's exactly what I got out of it. And even at the start of the underdogs, when you, as you know, you, you were reluctant maybe, what if the production men rang you and next thing you said, but there was a sign and thank God the sign was that you did get through the whole series. What have you really, you know, you, as you said, you've kind of said what you what you need to do to make it. Have you learned enough? Obviously, you've learned enough, lot more about yourself in the six months since you started with the underdogs, Evan. Oh, definitely. Like, even just, uh, like I said, I have just confidence in, in myself now that, like I would, this is probably a thing that I suppose everyone who knows me was probably a bit surprised that I even applied for the underdogs because it wouldn't be like a thing for me to go and put myself in front of the camera. And even when I was there to try as I tried to stay away from the camera as best as I could. I didn't really want to be seen as much. But then, you know, like that's that's not what I'd be there for, for the camera or whatever to get my name out there. But the only thing I wanted to get, I probably got, is the, to see that level of hurling. So I, I was delighted that I did get that phone call from, from Robin Production to come back because if I didn't get that, I probably wouldn't have followed through with it. You know, I probably would have just said, oh, sure, look, it's not for me. I'll, I'll leave it to somebody else. But thank God he did bring me back. Yeah, and indeed, thank God, thank God he did bring it up because we really, really enjoyed your contribution and it was, it's amazing, you know, especially when you know someone that you can, you know, able to follow it and I thought you were absolutely outstanding on, on the whole thing and came across very, very well and look, I think it has set the seeds. I don't I don't think we've seen the last of Evan McMahon playing against those county teams and Evan, you're very gracious and we acknowledge and we thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio and congratulations once again. Thanks, well thanks, thanks very much, Leo. Thanks for the guest. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarf Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarfbayradio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. 
And once again, thanks to Evan McMahon for taking the time to talk to us. And now we move down, down, down a bit down the country. We go down to uh, down by Loch Derg there, and another man who played a significant uh, part with the underdogs was a man well known to all hurlers in 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 Clare, a man who captained his club Ogunlo to the Junior uh, Championship uh, last year and had a very good run to the quarter final of the Intermediate Championship this year, this year under the same captaincy of Dan Conan. Dan, you're welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks a million, Leo. How are you keeping? No bother at all. Good to good to good to talk to you. Then I know. Look, it's a week on since the the game last Saturday night. But looking back, and we asked Evan the same things. What uh, got you into your head uh, to apply to take part in the underdogs? Then, actually, being honest, it was the father sent on, sent me on the link, and I was going home and on over for a while for a week or two, and then I said, "Fuck it, I might as well go for it." Something I might regret later on, you know. And I said I'll enjoy the experience and be able to play more Ireland throughout the year, and then play at a higher level. Just test yourself against the best lads in the county or, or the country. And, and when, yeah, when, so when you were starting, when you when you were starting out um, the first time, um, then what were the thoughts in, in in your head? Were you just saying, "Look, at, we'll see what way this goes," or were you determined to even at that stage to go the whole way? Um, I was kind of seeing how it goes, to be honest. See how how inside of a program works as well is interesting as well, and yeah, just meet other lads from around the country, like and try and test myself with better players around the place. So that was basically it in my head, and sit, I just said go with the flow as I went along. I didn't really have any preconceptions of how far I'd get or anything, so I just said I'd go for it, give it a latch. And then talking to Evan there, like we realised that you know when when you were going to be get, getting through uh, all trials and being included in the squad that there was a lot of commitment involved did you find that uh, difficult in terms of you know hurling with a gun low and um, having to give all the commitment for going away for weekends and, and camps and that well yeah that was it because it was kind of a shame that it was it was on at the time it was where it kind of clashed with a lot of different lads um, championship schedules and whatever way it fell we'd be kind of going every, every month so if the county is every two weeks then you know, we'd be missing a championship match here or there, but I always give first priority to Ogunlow anyway, because that's where I come from. And But I came up and down from different camps and travelled a lot of mileage, but I'm, I'm glad I've still done it as well, Like, and I still, I was still a good part of it, so I, I give trying, trying to give as much of a full commitment to both as I could without letting either down as yeah. much as I could, you know what I mean? And then, you know, looking, everyone knows you uh, from the all-action uh, midfielder that you are, are, are for your club and you, even, you know, your, your demeanour didn't change playing for the underdogs on the clips that they, they showed on the games and, and, and even in the game against Watford the other night where you, where you were well comfortable in, 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 in that company. And, yeah. you know, what did you learn? what did you learn more about yourself as a player throughout the series, you know, coming under the management of John Allen and Jamie Wall and, and, and Claire O'Connor. What more did you learn about yourself and your game? Um, it's kind of what I've learned over the last couple of years, just do the basics right, kind of as, as quick as you can without making mistakes. That's what the lads at the top level are doing, really. Like, there's nothing, there's no uh, secret formula. Just get the ball in your hand, take your steps and just pass it off or take a shot, whatever you can do as quick as you can without... No, thank you, obviously, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I suppose that that's one thing that can't be alluded to you because you're always on you're always on, on on the move and that anyway. And did the coaches try to change your game in any way, or did they encourage you to even be moving around even much more? Because the game now is all about movement anyway. Then, as you will know, uh, not 
not too much now. It was just kind of like do the basics and more for me, it was like more about communication with, with other lads in the team, which I kind of was definitely something that I worked on this year as well. Just kind of communicating with lads around you and not, not going off doing your own thing because you can't. It's a 15-man game. You need to be you need to be talking to your wing backs or wing forwards if you're midfield, you know, and constantly looking for like if there's someone running past and you can't track them, just get someone else to do it for you. And then you know you've been a, a brilliant leader, and he's going to continue to be a brilliant leader for your club in Ogunlo, and you know winning the Junior A Championship and being comfortable in intermediate this year. Did you find um, yourself being drawn into a leadership role in the underdogs, or did you maybe kind of sit back and let other people uh, take the mantra or were you very much to the to the forefront in pushing yourself even more than than, than usual? Um, I wasn't as vocal as I would be with the club, but I kind of just said I'd do my hurl on the pitch because I kind of felt a bit guilty for missing bits and bobs of the of the camps with my own club. So I didn't really I didn't really do as much talking per se because I didn't feel like I, I could have because I missed I say I missed three or four of the challenge matches they played with with championship <coughs> matches for Gunlow. So there was no point in me. Uh, Going back and out, like, commands the other lads in the team that have been through all the matches. But I just said I'd do the basics, do, do it right in the field, and then they might kind of, you know, just do my part, really. And then how and difficult was it was? There's plenty of leaders there already, anyway, so I didn't really need yeah. to echo the calls too much. Yeah. How difficult was it in the earlier stages, you know, to strike a balance between, you know, doing your own hurling and being seen to be effective and also, you know, getting to know the teammates and, and being part of the linking up with the other teammates? You know, how long did that adjustment take you? Uh, it didn't take too long, now. to be fair. Like, they're all, they're all fairly solid players from around the country as well. And even in the trials, say, I was with Evan Mack and Tommy, uh, Tommy Barry from Kamele. And geez, they made me look like superstar anyway with all the balls that were out to me. Like, <laughs> and we all said it ourselves in that uh, Tommy Barry didn't make through the trials. Everyone was gobsmacked after it. And, they, and then he come back at the end, kind of the last few weeks, which was great, like, because he's a great addition to the squad. And even he done himself well on, on the match there as well. Yeah, he's a he's like yourself. He's a Jorasil, a Jorasil bunny as well. And we are, yeah. I, I suppose it's well then, even, you know, Obviously, when you're going into the group like this, a new group, and of course there was the four, there was Keen O'Rourke who played very well from Multones as well. You know, did the Clareless kind of, did you find yourself kind of sticking together, or did you form a bond quick enough with the rest of the players? Then we did a bit, yeah, but um, we we never really stuck in uh, too much of of uh, cliques, like. But yeah, we definitely kind of clicked straight away because we knew each other and we chatted away, and even uh, there's a couple of lads I knew from UL as well from my time there. But um, no, everyone mixed very well in the end, and we've all, even after the match, then we went. We had a good old night out, and we said we're gonna we're gonna meet up again at some stage next year or something as well. So there's definitely been kind of a brotherhood formed there, and like friendships you've made for life that you would never have thought you would have, which is great. Like yeah, and that's the vital part of of, of our sport in in general is the friendships because that's the things you can look back on as well when it's finished. But exactly. you know, just tell yeah. us a little bit about the coaches. Uh, then I mean, uh, they are top quality top quality coaches uh, how did you find did they help you in assessing your game did, did, were you surprised at anything they told you about your game good, bad or indifferent did they see things maybe others weren't seeing um, just more so on the attention to detail it was very good like Jamie Wall he's an excellent coach like an on the field coach which is brilliant and he just could give you kind of little little bits and bobs to work on yourself like say for myself it was just more getting the ball in the hand like and not taking as much touches on the hurley and then 
with Claire Claire Connor, she was all about just kind of believing in ourselves and kind of forming form the bond, the team bonding over the over the camps and stuff. And then Sir John Wall is just, or sorry, um, John Ellen, yeah, sorry, um, yeah. he's he's just kind of one of the greats of the game. Like he's been through it all. He's all the experience in the world, and just even chatting away to him like off the field was great. Like and. He's he's very, he's a very knowledgeable about life more than anything, and uh, then he took a backseat in a sort of a way on the field. But he always just wanted us to get down to work when we need to work, and then enjoy ourselves when we didn't. So there's a nice little mix there, in fairness. Yeah, and I suppose as you said, to get the proper and to, to make it at the intercounty level, then as you as you probably well know by now, it is about getting the right balance and you know getting the the the, the head mentally right uh, to have a go at as well. A player like yourself most of aspirations maybe then you know once you've got a taste of this and you know you must have aspirations maybe of going that bit further and, and maybe testing yourself at a much higher level further on. Oh yeah sure that's the dream for us all like really we'd all love to but I'm realistic as well at the same time I'm not not as young as other lads around the place so there's no there's no major push here for me but I'd love to like you know but I'll just do my best for my club anyway and see where it takes me. Yeah, and you know your club is 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 on the crest of a wave at the moment, and things are going well in Ogunlo. And look at we are all here as vices that it's great to see Ogunlo back and and being more than and competitive again as as you have proved, you know. And I think even yourself, you've probably grown as a player uh, and uh, you know been been the leader of the team in the last number of years, and bringing this experience of the underdogs in as well, then. Probably makes you maybe even maybe a more all round player. Would that be fair? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and even just bringing bringing the camaraderie side of things back to the club was will, will be something I'll be looking forward to doing now uh, next year in pre season. Just kind of getting the lads together a bit more off the field, which it all always helps on the field. Then, like you know, you can trust trust each other more and stuff. Uh, Camille, you spoke about you 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 would love to see how the program was made itself. Um, did you find it, you know, I know obviously we, we, and Evan alluded to you could be taking, making three or four takes or whatever it is on certain things and a lot of it is staged. How did you find that part of it then? Yeah, to start the first few times we were we were kind of all like, oh, this is a bit cringy or whatever. But once you kind of, once you get through the whole summer of it and stuff, you kind of get used to it and you get a bit more patient with it. And you see the amount of work that the producers are actually doing. That like you're not kind of wasn't them against us mentality as it was in the first couple of days because we were waiting around a lot. But then they kind of we, we even kind of got to know all the producers and the, the cameramen like and had great crack with them as well. So it's kind of it takes a while to adjust, right? But um, you see all you see all that hard work that goes into it over a series, and you and you just realize then that you were kind of you know it was well worth it in the end, like. Yeah, it was an aspect we we forget as a part from the hurling. There is the whole technical aspect of how TV programs are made. But that what you said there, it involved huge commitment from me in terms of time because you know hours and hours and hours go into maybe a half an hour, a half hour of of live action on TV. So, um, you know, that, that commitment would you, would you fancy having to do that kind of commitment again, or was it a once-off experience you're happy to have done just once? Um, probably happy to do it once now and tie it up, leave it at that. Um. But it was a great experience as well, nonetheless. Like, and as I said, the the best part out of it was making the bonds and friendships that I have with with all the teammates and and the management as well, and even the producers and cameramen. Like, yeah. it was it was just a great experience altogether, really. 
And then, then finally, of course, it was all about making the team uh, for less Saturday night's game against Davy Fitz's Waterford. His first time back in, in charge of Waterford, second time round. Your thoughts in the game, you know, a proud moment for you and, 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 and for all your, your family, you know, no doubt. Um, a moment to relish then. Exactly, yeah. I just said I was, everyone was asking me all week, building up to it, are you nervous and this and that? But I've, I've kind of learned this last couple of years as well that. Because I used to get a bit too hyped up for matches and get a bit, bit vexed then if, I, if, a, if a game wasn't going right for me. And I'd end up getting yellows or whatever and getting involved with the ref and linesmen. But it doesn't help me at all. So I've just kind of learned recently just to ease myself into the game and just stay stay in the moment, stay focused. And no point getting too hyped up for it. It's just about just getting your performance right, doing the basics and next ball, next ball mentality. Then it's clear from what you said there that you really enjoy the aspect of behind the scenes making of a programme. Did it give you any long on maybe for getting involved in that aspect of life, maybe getting involved in TV or radio production or that kind of thing? Um, it, it wouldn't really, now to be honest, no, but uh, <laughs> I just kind of love doing the hurling, doing the basics. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like the limelight too much now, but it was great crack all together, so I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. I done it, like, to be honest. And as you said, job in Scarafee, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, then you know, friendships for life. And as you said, you know, and I think the most significant point you've made there is the fact that you're going to meet up again again next year. Look, at it is and isn't sport a, a, a great bringing together of people, no matter what. It, it is a common denominator. And look, at great to see that you're all going to meet up again next year. Exactly, that's it. We're all from different parishes around the, around the country, different counties, and. You know, at the, at the end of the day, we're all the same. We all love hurling, no matter if it's your neighbour in Paris. So she, you might you might end up fighting or baiting on the field. <laughs> you're all still, you're just the, uh, the other side of the same fence. Like you know, you all just love hurling in the GA and your Paris. So it's and, all and, fun, and, really. And that's it. And in fairness, then you're done. Ogunlo and and Claire proud with your performance and on for the underdogs. All right, throughout the series, uh, come, finishing up with playing again excellently against Waterford last the night. Then the best look to you in in the future, and look at we appreciate you very much coming on here here today on Scarpe Community Radio, and got a meal for that. Not a bother. Thanks, thanks, Leo and Pat. Cheers. Thanks, a million for the time. Thanks, William Dan. Thanks, good man. Thank you. And once again, thanks to Dan Conhan for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarpe Community Radio, and that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarpe Community Radio in association with Credit Union. Our thanks once again to the guests Alfie Rogers, Raymond Short. Evan McMahon and Dan Cunhan. Thanks to co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara. And once again, we wish Scarif O'Gunlow and Tulla the very best look in their respective uh, semi-finals later on, uh, later on today and tomorrow. Also, a special thanks to the men in the control tower, Jim Collins. Without him, we wouldn't have a programme. And we thank you very much for tuning and listening to us here on Sportline today. We hope you enjoyed the show. So all that remains is me, Leo Dial. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn. <laughs>